0: It's saying, well, if Yahweh was the God of Israel, why isn't there any, uh, you know, words from that time? Why wasn't there any prophecies or visions uh, during that time? And uh, Anna's just going to admit up to that and be like, yeah. Yeah. Hey, 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 it's the Scriptura Podcast. Thanks for joining me for another exciting episode. Today we have the Samuel Cycle. It's one of the shorter cycles, so I think today will be a shorter episode. Before I get into it, let me go over a few ground rules for those of you who might be new listeners. Mere reading is a method of reconstructing the situations that the Biblical authors were responding to. This is done by reflecting some of the text, like when I say Samuel was not a prophet of Yahweh, that is what the opposing narrative was saying, and the Biblical argument was against that. Be sure to check out the corresponding blog post for this episode so you can see how I come up with these crazy ideas. There's a link to it in the show notes. If you haven't already, please listen to the introduction episode for this series so that you're oriented to what I'm talking about in this episode. Alright, so with that being said, let me get into the differences of the end narrative and the later sources. So in this Samuel uh, cycle for the end narrative, you're not going to have the whole story of Hannah giving uh, Samuel up. And uh, you're not going to have you're not going to have the whole thing where God's like, you know, they they're, they're, they want a king because they don't want me, not because of you, Samuel. That's not in there. That's at it later. There's no uh, anointing of David. The whole Davidic thing is, a, is at it later. There's no rejection of Saul. Saul is put into a very good light here because he's the father of Jonathan who Jonathan's descendants were trying to uh, establish a kingship over all Israel. And so that's really a big part of what, why this uh, end narrative was written. And you're not going to have uh, this, uh, Samuel summoned from the dead for Saul by the witch of Endor uh, because um, that, that makes Saul look bad too. That was much, That was added later as well. So, primary concerns. The Samuel cycle is primarily primarily concerned with making Samuel a prophet of Yahweh and that Israel was a unified nation. And as usual, it'll also be concerned with Yahweh uh, was the God of Israel and Yahweh is a strong God of war. Uh, there's not much to the causal chains. so if you want to check those out in detail, you can... Um, Go to the corresponding blog post for this episode, which will also be in the show notes. And um, I think I will just uh, explain things on the fly as I read the text. So, let's get started. Uh, We're going to be starting at 1 Samuel 3. Uh, And again, so, obviously the book Judges that is typically known today does not have Samuel or Saul uh, in its narrative that was pushed out to uh, 1 Samuel at a a later time. But originally an ends ends narrative in his northern book of Judges or northern book of heroes, I think would be an even better description of it. We have uh, Samuel and Saul included. All right, so verse 1. Now the boy, uh, Samuel, was ministering to Yahweh. So, Anne's going to be really pushing that. Samuel uh, served Yahweh and not any other god. Uh, So, he's ministering to Yahweh under Eli. So, either Eli was a uh, known figure, and so... uh, N's going to have to explain why he was serving under Eli, and Eli served the god uh, L, which was a uh, well co- according to the opposing narrative, which was the uh, god of uh, God of Canaan. And notice that they both have L in their names. They have Eli and you have Samuel. Uh, so N is going to have to really try to p- push away from that uh, opposing narrative. I'm wondering also that it was opposing the narrative was just blatantly saying that Samuel served El, and so N is spinning that, and instead of El, he's putting Eli, which is a human and not not a god. Uh, The word of Yahweh was rare in those days. Visions were not widespread. So according to the narrative, it's saying, well, if Yahweh was the God of Israel, why isn't there any uh, you know, words from that time? Why wasn't there any prophecies or visions uh, during that time? And uh, Anna's just going to admit up to that and be like, uh, yeah, just wasn't, uh, wasn't a whole lot back then. <laughs> uh, just, you know, facing that challenge head on, full speed ahead. Uh, at that time, Eli, whose eyesight had begun to grow dim so that he could not see, was lying down in his room. Uh, the lamp of Elohim had not yet gone out, and Samuel was lying down in the temple of Yahweh. So again, uh, equating Yahweh and e, uh, Elohim together, where the ark of Elohim was, then the Lord, then Yahweh called Samuel, Samuel, and he said, "Here I am," and ran to Eli and said. Here I am, for you called me. So this is Anne explaining, uh, and so the opposing narrative was saying that Eli had called uh, Samuel, and so Anne is uh, spinning that and saying, no, no, that's, uh, it only seemed like that. Really, really uh, even Eli is going to admit that it was Yahweh that was calling him. Uh, and ran to Eli and said, here I am, for you called me. But he said, "I did not call. Lie down again." So he went and lay down. Uh, Yahweh called again. Samuel. Samuel. Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, "Here I am, for you called me." But he said, "I did not call you, my son. Lie down again." Now Samuel did not yet know uh, Yahweh, and the word of Yahweh had not been revealed to him. So Samuel may have had this uh, reputation of. of uh, prophesying by some other god, or by um, or not prophesying at all, and so this is End's explanation. Well, he hadn't he hadn't gotten it yet, but the, you know, after after he, uh, Yahweh revealed Himself, then he was a prophet of Yahweh. So Yahweh called Samuel a third time, and he got up uh, and went to Eli and said, "Here I am, for you called me." Then Eli perceived that Yahweh was calling the boy. Uh, so this explains how Samuel was called by Yahweh. Therefore, Eli said to Samuel, Go lie down, and if he calls you, you shall say, Speak, Yahweh, for your servant is listening. That's making Samuel a servant of Yahweh. So Samuel went and lay down in his place. Now Yahweh came and stood there calling as before, Samuel, Samuel, and Samuel said, Speak, for your servant is listening. Alright, and then it jumps to uh, 1 Samuel, Samuel 7, verse 2. Uh, A long time passed, some 20 years, and all the house of Israel lamented after Yahweh. Uh, So there's two things here. One, it's all the house of Israel. And Anna is very concerned about uh, forming a unified uh, Israel so that the descendants of Jonathan can rule over it. And also so that they can have a a strong military unified force. And also the other issue here is uh, making Yahweh the God of, of Israel, of all Israel. As opposed to some other god, then Samuel said to all the house of Israel again, everyone's involved, all the tribes are involved here. If you are returning to the Lord, to Yahweh with all your heart, so this is you know this explains uh, the opposing narratives like oh we don't have any record of the Israelites worshiping Yahweh, so how can Yahweh be Israel's god? And Anne's going to be responding to this, not just here, but other places too. That, well, you you guys had left uh, Yahweh. It's, you know, if you return to him, then he's he's good to you. But you know, you had left Yahweh for a while. That's why you don't have any record. Uh, then put away the foreign gods and the As As Astartes from among you. Direct your heart to Yahweh and serve him only. It's really. And wants to exclude all those other gods. And he will deliver you out of the hand of the Philistines. So, as we saw in Samson's cycle, Philistines are ends, bitter enemies. And um, if you serve Yahweh, he will deliver you out of their hand. So, Israel put away the Baals and the Astartes. This doesn't seem right. That should be... uh, uh, it seems like it should be another name asher i want th- i'm thinking of asherah poles but this is Ast- Astartes. Anywho. anyhow and they served Yahweh only no other gods so serve Yahweh only then samuel said gather all again all israel all the tribes everyone's included uh, because jonathan wants, jonathan's descendants wants to rule over everybody at Mizpah, and I will pray to Yahweh for you. Uh, again, associating, so all throughout this narrative, Anne's going to be associating Samuel with Yahweh, because Samuel uh, apparently had a very good reputation, so uh, Anne is trying to hijack that reputation and make it in, um, in service to Yahweh. So they gathered at Mizpah and drew water and poured it out before Yahweh, so this is uh, typical of a uh, fertility rite uh, type thing to try to get it to rain. So this may be, we see throughout the cycles that there's a um, you know a minor concern with Yahweh being a good fertility god. Most of it is he's pushing, Yahweh's a good war god, but uh, fertility god is uh, a concern as well. They fasted that day and said, we have sinned against Yahweh and Samuel judged the people of Israel at Mizpah. When the Philistines heard that the people of Israel had gathered at Mizpah, the lords of the Philistines went up against Israel. And when the people of Israel heard of it, they were afraid of the Philistines. The people of Israel said to Samuel, Do not cease to cry out to Yahweh, our Elohim, for us. So, um, uh, declaring and is declaring here that Yahweh is the God of Israel, the Elohim of Israel. And pray that he may save us from the hand of the Philistines. So Samuel took a sucking lamb and offered it as a whole burnt offering to Yahweh. Samuel cried to Yahweh for Israel, and Yahweh answered him. So again, really associating uh, uh, Samuel's prophetic uh, skills, giftings, uh, they were to be associated with Yahweh. As Samuel was offering up the burnt offering, the Philistines drew near to attack Israel. But Yahweh thundered with a mighty voice that day against the, the thundering. might have again the fertility uh, rain thing. Uh, with a mighty voice that day against the Philistines and threw them into confusion, and they were routed before Israel. And the men of Israel went out of Mizpah and pursued the Philistines and struck them down as as far as beyond Bethkar. So strong strong war got here that Yahweh according to Anne. Then Samuel took a stone and set it up be- between Mizpah and Jeshana and named it Ebenezer for the for he said thus far Yahweh has helped us. I think uh, Ebenezer means help or help or something like that. So uh Anne wants to associate that that landmark, that Ebenezer stone, he wants to associate that with Yahweh, and so he's writing that into the narrative. So the Philistines were subdued and did not again enter the territory of Israel. Uh, so that is about it. There's one uh, more verse here It says there was peace between Israel and the Amorites. It's kind of a straggler, uh, so and it doesn't really fit into the rest of the narrative. So I think we're we're, we're missing some uh, some of the original end narrative there, but. Um, There's not much I uh, have to say about that. All right, so a short episode today. Uh, Thanks so much for listening. Uh, You know, I really hope you're enjoying this series. I hope these uh, ideas don't sound crazy. Uh, Be sure to check out the uh, corresponding blog post uh, for these episodes. They're in the show notes. You can see the details of how I constructed um, the opposing narrative and the reasoning behind everything. So, uh, yeah, if you, uh, could please share my stuff, uh, with everyone, people you think that, uh, might enjoy it, uh, um, so Christians and atheists both seem to, uh, like my stuff. So, um, uh, a lot of Christians and atheists don't like my stuff you? but if you, uh, want to share it with one of those types of people, uh, there's a chance that they might like it. Um, I, I guess, assuming they have an interest in the Bible, If you have any questions, uh, let me know. Go ahead and tweet at me uh, on Twitter, uh, at Murascriptura, my handle. And um, if you want to go to my website, uh, mirrorreading.com, there is a uh, contact form on there as well. You can contact me that way. Um, Be sure to leave a five-star review on iTunes. That would be really great of you. And then uh, next cycle is the last cycle of this uh, Northern Book of Judges, and it, uh, it is the Saul cycle, and it really will. I've been mentioning the descendants of Jonathan throughout these cycles, and so this is going to explain um, explain all that, explain all the the Jonathan stuff, and how that relates to Saul, and um, i I think you'll like it so uh, be sure to listen and thanks for checking out my episode today have a great day talk to you later